Hello and welcome to another episode of Hey Hun, You Woke Up, Victim Voices. And today I'm very happy to have with me someone, get this, she wasn't a victim of MLM. No, no, no. She was actually a scammer, a former scammer for timeshares. Now, what's so wonderful about this particular guest is that she is bilingual. She speaks both Spanish and English, and she is able to then reach a wider audience because we know that people involved in MLM, they're not just in the U.S. No, no. MLM was birthed here, but it has spread everywhere. And that is something I just, you know, like hang my head in shame of like, my country is responsible for this. Anyway, I want to welcome to the show Gladys. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. And I apologize for the delay. Some technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. It happens. I mean, I was having technical difficulties the other day. The other day I started talking and I realized I hadn't added myself to the stream. I'm like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's a good awesome. idea. <laughs> it's like, um, and people just are very forgiving. Hey, cool gamer. How are you doing? I hope you're having a good day. I am a bit of a sweaty mess because I took my dogs, Chalupa and Tamale, out on, and Tamale just looks over at me on a very brisk walk. So I feel like I'm a little bit of a sweaty thing. I'm trying to get in um, as many steps as I can. So I'll be going on another walk, but I am very excited to, um, you know, talk to you. So the first thing I want to ask you is, although you were not ever in multi-level marketing, you, in fact, mm -hmm. as you told me, were a scammer mm -hmm. for timeshares Tell us about that experience. Yeah, just so that people are like aware of this scam, because I think it's still going until this day. So whenever you go to the presentation and you purchase a timeshare, which please don't purchase no timeshare, please. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> oh, by the way, whatever I say, here's my opinion, according to my experience. So, um... Whenever, I don't know if people know this, but whenever you purchase a timeshare, of course, they have all of your contact details and all that. And sadly, um, somebody from that uh, hotel or whatever you purchase, they pass those details, they sell them in the, in the black market to scammer companies. And what happens, I'm sorry? I said, oh, my, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's true. And I know this because I asked later on, well, how do you get their contact information from the people that um, that purchased Timeshare? And they said, we have people inside the hotels that work for us and they sell it to us. So. <gasps> wow. <laughs> so. Um, so this was, um, I don't know, maybe like. um 15 years ago, something like that. I was looking for a job. I was young and there was this job and there's something about um, um, that they help people to get rid of their timeshare. And I was like, okay. And um, I was familiar with timeshare because I've been working in the travel industry for some time now. So um, like, okay, that sounds something that I could do. So 
my job technically was okay you're going to be calling and they give you a list a list of people that you're going to be calling that they already know that they already purchased a timeshare and you're going to be asking them hey we have a client that is interested in uh, purchasing your timeshare will you be interested in uh, selling it out and they know that a lot of people are interested in selling their timeshare because in my opinion in my experience the people that purchase timeshare at the end whenever the years pass some of them are happy with their timeshare but a lot of people just cannot handle the fees the upgrades so it's just a lot and they just want to get rid of their timeshare so they take advantage of that of people wanting to get rid of their timeshare and my job was just to get a okay or a green light from the lead that he said oh yeah i want to sell my timeshare okay no worries we got a um, person interested in in your timeshare or to purchase your timeshare and we passed the um the lead or the uh tr we transfer it to to a closer if you want to call it some <laughs> something kind of like a closer and i was doing that i guess i was there for maybe i was not even there for not even a, a week when i don't know how i noticed because that this was like years ago i don't know how i found out or whatever but um, I found out that when we transfer the lead over to the closer, if we call them a closer, that closer actually said, oh, you know what? We're going to be needing, I don't know, $200 or whatever amount of money, um, to do the paperwork so we can do the, 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 the selling of your timeshare, blah, blah, blah. There was never a client waiting to purchase a timeshare. It was all oh, wow. a scam to get people just to give them money. And and it was really hard because I know I uh, I found about I found out about that like in the middle of the day and I I still had I don't know maybe a couple of hours to go and they didn't know what to do. I was like I was like shocked <laughs> because that's not the way I roll and um and I was like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And you know, you, you have your breaks whenever you're in your job. So one of those breaks, I took a break and um, I called my mom or I called home. My intention was to speak with my mom. But luckily for me, my mom didn't answer. <laughs> it was my dad, the, the one who answered. And I say, hey, um, is my mom around? And he said, uh, no, but can I help you with something? And I was like, Oh my God, well, I don't have another option. I just need to tell them because I don't know what to do, right? And I said, well, this is happening. I just noticed that this is what's really going on and blah, blah, blah. And for my dad, it was so simple. And how do you feel about that? He asked me. And I was like, well, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. Like, there you go. There is your answer. Wow. And I was like, it's so simple. <laughs> and you know what rocks. broke my heart? I'm sorry? I said your dad rocks. Yeah, he's he's very practical. And um, so the sad part, I already made up my mind that that was going to be the, like, the last day that I was going to be working there. I was just going to end my shift and just forget about it. I was like, just 
done with it. And luckily for me, I guess, <laughs> one of the, the last calls that I did that day, it was so, so heartbreaking if i if i can say it you know when you call when you call like a person that is really 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 like old you can you can feel it in the way that they speak that their voice is like shaky uh-huh. but there it was this um this lady that i called and her voice was like that i don't know how old she was but my guess is that she was probably really old i don't know maybe 70 80 something like that my guess and um, I remember her words, and they just broke my heart. She said, you sound like a really nice lady. I trust you. And I was like. And that's how these scams get people, is that trust. Yeah. They get probably somebody that. It's um maybe, maybe likable or maybe with a good personality and they yeah. trust and when they already have that trust, they want closure so that they can finish the scam. In my opinion, that's how it works. So wow. that was really sad. It was well, let me ask so, you this. How did you learn about multi-level marketing? Because you know. Timeshare scams are not in the same wheelhouse as multi-level marketing. And you were not True. ever in multi-level marketing, right? Yeah, but that's why I relate so much with the MLM breaks because I was not aware of what I was getting into. Like, they're not aware of what they're getting into. Yeah. So I do, I do believe that a lot of them are victims. And how it happened with the... Um, how I end up... <laughs> Knowing about anti-MLM was, uh, I don't know if you remember the Olivia Jade uh, College scandal. The the daughter of Uncle un- Uncle <laughs> and Becky. Um. Yeah. 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 So it was back then. I was, you know, it was the 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 scandal of the day or whatever. And I was just going through YouTube, whatever, and I found Kiki Chanel's video where she talks because she is um, a former college athlete or something like that. So she was sharing her experience and how she felt about this scandal. And she was explaining how she did to do she she had to do sacrifices in order to achieve a position to uh, the university or whatever. And she, and she felt like really mad about this ladies you know whatever they were doing so she was sharing like her feelings about it and I kind of like the way that she talked and um the way she explains and express herself and all that and I was like well let me see what else she she has when it comes to content right (laughs) and I started watching her anti-MLM content and I was like oh my lord this is bad. It's a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God. And then back then it, it was uh, you and then it was Monica and um, Illuminati. And there were just, just a few Savannah, Savannah Marie um, back then. So I started watching all of you 
back then after I discovered it with Kiki Chanel and I was like wow so it's... you just dove into the, the into the anti-MLM content that was out there and started consuming it yes yes <laughs> that's why I was like it's such an honor to be here because I mean I've been checking your content for years now I just love your content Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that my content is meaningful to you because, you know, if, if it can help just one person, that makes me happy. You know, I mean, yeah. And I continue to make it because it is obviously it's a passion of mine and a hobby. And it's something that like you, I believe very strongly. And I want people to be saved from the, I guess the the heartache and the time and money that I spent in it. And I'm pretty sure like most people who've been involved, that's pretty much how they feel is like they want to save other people from that going down that, mm -hmm. you know, particular trail. Let me mm -hmm. ask you this. Have you ever been pitched an MLM opportunity? And if so, mm -hmm. where and how, and what was it? Yes, and I do want to talk about one in a specific. I've been, I have been pitched a few times, but I guess uh, the other ones are like I already kind of saw the red flag, so I didn't fall for it. But the very first one, I do want to talk about that one because I do believe it's something that can still happen until this day because it was when I was like, um, I don't know, 17, 18, <laughs> just oh, wow. getting out of school, and I was. I didn't know if I wanted to continue with school or if I wanted to get a job or whatever. So I saw this ad. I don't remember where. Um, but it said something like, we have different positions, office positions or whatever. It, it was something regarding, we have several positions available, something. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go. So I went and the very first red flag that I saw, but I guess I didn't know it was an MLM until I started watching like anti-MLM content. Then I was like, oh my God. So that experience that I was roped into, that was an MLM. It was really funny because, so I arrived and it was like 50 people in a room and I was like, that's weird. How are they going to be like giving positions to 50 people? That do make sense. But I guess I didn't pay attention to that red flag. I'm like, well, maybe they had just have a lot of positions. Maybe it's a new company or maybe whatever, right? That's what I thought. And I remember that I was like so motivated because they said, okay, we're going to be doing the, this like training for four days at the end of the four days. Um, you're going to be uh, then starting to work or whatever, right? So I was like, okay. So at the end of the first day, I was so mo motivated, so hyped. I was like so happy. I was so excited. And I didn't know why until now that I know that that was all toxic positivity and all that, right? So the next day, that was the Tuesday, I went and the same thing as Joe was just saying, oh, how wonderful. And I was hyped again. And the next day, the same. And the fourth day, the same. It was a Thursday. But that was the last day that was going to be like the training and all that. And at the end, I thought it was so weird. So freaking weird. And I guess that's when 
my red flag or the biggest red flag came. They were showing like a pack of a, like a starter kit, like a starter kit, because they had like several products in it. Oh, you need to purchase this and you're going to be selling it and whatever, whatever. And then I remember, what the hell? I'm supposed to purchase? But I thought this was a job position. What the fuck? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sorry. I was like, what? What is going on here? That's when I was like, oh, no, there's there's something that is not right. I was here for the position, office position or whatever that was. And now they're telling me that I'm going to be a salesperson. I'm like, oh, no, no. And I remember, check this out. And this is the most funny part and most weird part that it gave me even more reflex. Okay, this pass, this package or starter kit or whatever that was. This is the price, and they were giving like a certain price, right? And um, this is the price. So a lot of people were taking it back. They didn't know that they had to purchase. So a lot of people didn't have money in their pocket at that moment. Right. I had some money in my pocket, but I didn't have enough to cover that. And they were going from person to person saying, how much money do you have? No, I cannot, I cannot purchase it right now because I don't have, well, how much money do you have? No, I only have this amount of money. Okay, let's do that and we can work the rest of the day later, tomorrow, whatever. How much money do you have? And they went like that to every single person. If you didn't have enough money, how much money do you have at this moment in your pocket right now? And I remember that I had some money in my pocket, but I was like, hell no, I'm not purchasing nothing. I'm trying to look for a job. <laughs> I'm not going to be spending money. So when this guy arrived to me and he said, well, how much money do you have in your pocket? I was like, I got no money in my pocket, dude. Okay. And then he just went to the next person or whatever. But I was like, I'm not purchasing it. No, no, no way. <laughs> what company was this? Was it Cutco? No, I don't remember what company because I was so freaking young. <laughs> oh, I was thinking it had to have been Vector Marketing, Cutco Nice, because I go after, you know, the young people. That is just so, how uncomfortable. Good Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm not smart enough to be like, oh, I'm going to just say I don't have any money, you know, because <laughs> I'm not giving it to you. Yeah, the little money that I had, well, I'm not giving it to that person. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. Okay, so you started consuming the anti-MLM content. And I mean, myself, mm -hmm. that's how I found out about anti-MLM. It just like popped up and, you know, recommended in YouTube. And I found out I had been a hunbot and was horrified. Um, why are you part of the anti-MLM movement? Okay, so I guess everything started with, of course, I was consuming anti-MLM content back then. Josie started her channel, which is not the good girl. And I remember watching her video and not, and it was it was just a fire. I was like, I'm gonna do on time on content. She just sparked that fire in me. She was like that inspiration that I needed to make a decision. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> her video, the very first video that she did. Um, saying that she was at the top 1%, something like that. 
Uh-huh. So she she was my inspiration and to start, and then I started um, what is checking um, what can I provide uh, to the table if all of you were already doing such a great job, and I saw a lack of uh, anti MLM content uh, in Spanish because even. Um, our Latino community, because, you know, our Latino communities are like a big target. And some some Latinos, even especially the ones that were born and grew up in the U.S., um, even though they're Latinos, some of them don't speak Spanish. But yeah, they have sure. a mom that speaks Spanish right. or an aunt or a dad or whoever. So I was like... Yeah, somebody, somebody that they know or a relative or something. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to do this because that way I will be able to um, make content in both languages so that my message can be shared to those generations that don't speak Spanish. But if they have an aunt or a mom or whoever that they don't speak English, they could still find that same uh, content in Spanish and share that one with their aunt or their mom or their comadre or whatever. So that so was what, my idea. What is <laughs> what platform does your is your content on the most, and what is your handle? You can you can find me everywhere on MLM Exit. I guess I'm the most active on uh, Instagram. <laughs> But you can also find me on TikTok, on Twitter. Sometimes I post there. Uh, YouTube, I'm working on that. <laughs> but mostly like um, on Instagram. And I also created, a lot of people don't know that I created a uh, subreddit. It's called Anti-MLM Espanol. And I'm just sharing Spanish content, Anti-MLM. And it's a Reddit community. Oh, that's fantastic. I am so glad you did that because i mean you can get so much information on reddit and that's one place that people go in addition to like youtube and stuff when they're searching out trying to understand something because they want to know what the people are saying so Mm -hmm. what you're so passionate about educating and informing people about the perils of multi-level marketing uh i guess um the most important thing are the stories of the victims most of them make me upset they make me angry and others just break my heart and I have I have cried a couple of times hearing those stories so I guess it's just the stories of the people um the victims they're my uh, motivation I can totally relate to that I guess that's why I keep on talking about on passive because I know that they're targeting so many different vulnerable groups and it just rips me in two when I hear them on some of these webinars and stuff. So I know exactly what you're talking about when you hear them speaking. It's just like, oh my gosh, it's, it is absolutely heartbreaking. So I'm so glad that you are doing that. Now, um, what I'm curious about is, now I've heard of, I think it's called Omnitrition because I interviewed an anthropologist who studied multi-level marketing. Wow, this was in like, 2020 something like that um, I saw that video I, oh you did so you know what I'm talking yes. about I think yes. that he's talking about omnitrition 
that I think it's in Mexico. It like really targets people, you know, the Hispanic communities. Um, but are I think it's uh, Omni you know, Life. Omni Life. Yeah, something Omni something or another. But are there mm-hmm. particular multi-level marketing companies that go after the Latino culture, like within the U.S. and then like outside mm-hmm. of the U.S.? And if so, what are they? Yes, um, I guess within the uh, within the U.S., uh, we could probably name like Herbalife, of course, Avon, Mary Kay, Amway, um, Princess House. Recently, Princess I... House really? <laughs> yes, I did a video on them. Yes, you know, I recently reacted to a video with other. Um, to uh, Latino creators about young living targeting Latino. And we had this um, uh, sales manager, sales manager for the Latino community that was pretty much saying we should target the Latinos because you know what, they're looking for a job, blah, blah, blah. We also have Monet, Monet, however you say it. And the, the saddest part, I guess, for me, regarding Monet, Mona, whatever, um, the founders are Latino, they're from Venezuela, and it totally breaks my heart that somebody that had the opportunity to live the American dream the correct way, they just went left. Yeah. That's the sad part. We got Tupperware, of course. Um, Natura, Oriflame. Oriflame is very popular. Yeah, I was targeted by Oriflame. That's another story that I'll say someday. It's not that interesting, but yeah, I was targeted. Oriflame, maybe Valentis as well. Um, Labelle, Label, whatever. Oh, wow. How do you say (laughs) Yeah, I guess those are... Level Thrive, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, there's a lot. Well, okay. Well, let me ask you this because I don't speak Spanish. I have a bazillion friends who do speak Spanish and I love them all to pieces. I always say that I'm like, I'm a Latina in a white girl's body or something because I, <laughs> I love the culture so much. Hence my dogs, Chalupa and Tamale. And, you know, I could eat um, the food for the rest of my life and never eat anything else um, from the different areas. Uh, I, I think what I really love is ceviche. I've been craving ceviche really big time. What <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird, huh? No, how it's can, not weird. <laughs> how can those of us who not speak Spanish, how can we help the Latino community avoid joining MLM or, you know, get the word out more or something, or is there anything that those of us who don't speak Spanish can do for this community? Yes. Uh, I think that the very first thing is uh, um, offer our Latino community um, a job because at the end of the day, we honestly, that's the only thing that we want whenever we arrive as immigrants to this country we just want to work and give our um, children or families a better future. So if you have the opportunity to offer somebody a job, um, please do. 
if for whatever reason you cannot offer them a job or recommend them for a job or whatever, um, you can also see like um, some street, um, like the vendors on the street that they're selling, you know, corn or tamales or tacos or ice cream or whatever they sell on the streets. Try to support them because that's probably uh, sometimes that's the only income that they have. So if you can and if it's possible for you, um, just support. We really and, and I can say this as um, my experience as a Latina, we can also be very, um, we can have a lot of pride <laughs> and it's, and it's not that. a good thing. And it's not a good thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Latina community, but we don't want money given to us just, just, just because, because we want to work for it. We want to, provide some type of uh, value or give you some type of service. Like we're not used to just getting the money for free. And maybe that's a pride thing. Maybe that's, I don't know, but we don't want that. Now I will say for my listeners, if you have never had homemade tamales, you are missing out because they rock. My stepfather used to bring them home all the time because he worked at um, a golf course here and ran a snack shop. And there was, I guess it was somebody, a greenskeeper's wife or something, you know, made the tamales. And, you know, we had them all the time. And it was a few weeks ago, my husband is um, a wine director and he was working out like on a Saturday night or sometime. And he brought me home a tamale because somebody's wife had made tamales. I'm like, Find out if you can buy some tamales because these are great. They remind me of when I was a little girl. They taste exactly like what I had. So there's nothing better than fresh homemade tamales. And if I had the patience and knew how to make them, I would. But I would much rather support someone who knows all of that instead of me trying to figure it out. Oh, let me tell you, to make some tamales like homemade, it is a work Big yeah, time work. Cool. I just did one one time, and that was enough. I have much respect to the tamale ladies. I love you, girls. You are awesome. I don't know how they do it every day. I don't know I don't either. Know. But man, they are so good. So please, people, support anyone who's making homemade tamales because it's a lot of work and it's also incredible incredibly delicious I I always love the extra yeah. kick they have They're, they always tend to be more spicy than what you'd get like at a restaurant or something and, and I love that I love it when I'm eating the food and my nose runs because then I know that it's like okay it's just enough spice for me and my husband always laughs at me because he's not <laughs> like you know hotness and I'm like oh yeah bring it on bring me some jalapenos you know <laughs> I want, I want that. <laughs> and one last thing is um one last thing that I could think that um, could also help if you don't know Spanish, but you want to help the community not join, not to join the MLMs is share with them our content in Spanish um, so they can start learning about how predatory these companies are. Because one of the things, and I, and I can, I know there's good people and bad people in every in every country. But I truly believe that we as Latinos, we really don't see, we don't think that there's there there's people with bad intentions. We truly want to believe that there's good people and we see 
good people everywhere we go. We don't think that somebody's going to be preying on us. And I guess it's just the nature of uh, the Latino that we that we we just want to see the good in people. So it's good that they started like learning how some people can can be predatory and uh, target them. And um, I'm not the only one who is um, doing contents in Spanish, of course. Uh, we got Blanca's Life. We got Karina Hurtado. We got Soya Anti, Anti Multinivel. They are great content creators. Um, we do collabs very often because <laughs> we're the Latino ones sharing anti-MLM content. So go support them. Go watch their content and um, just share it. Share it with your mom, your dad, your aunt. <laughs> well, let me ask you this because this this is my impression of why Latinos could be fallen victim to this is that, and it comes from all the friends that I've had, the culture overall, it doesn't matter which country it is, but overall the culture is so family-based. And if you are a friend mm -hmm. of the family, are part of the family and they just I mean my gosh my friend Lewis would like hide my purse from me so I wouldn't leave the party you know I mean I went over to my friend Debbie's house for coffee which I mean I had to get somewhere oh no 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 I mean coffee ended up being six hours you know it was not it was never a short anything <laughs> and I, I love yeah. that but I, I think that you know seeing somebody else that they meet that they then trust you know, they look at it like, oh, you are my friend, you are my family. And so, of course, you're going to want to do good things for me. You're not here to scam me. But meanwhile, mm -hmm. it is, a, you know, um, a wolf in sheep's clothing, like Yvonne Tapia, who is with I Am um, Mastery. It was, it was I Markets Live, I Am Mastery. I can't remember what it's called now. And but there Master are Academy. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. But there are people in the Latino community that are taking advantage of their own people. And that pisses me off so much. Yes. And so that's kind of my take on it. I mean, am I far off or what do you think? I think that um, um, the very first thing is that whenever we as uh, immigrants, we arrive to the U.S. Uh, with this American dream and the only thing that we want is to find uh, a job, any kind of job that will help us to provide, you know, for our families. So that, that makes, um, that helps the MLMs to target us because we really are just looking for a job opportunity. Uh, we right. also have, um, we are hardworking. So the fact that they, they, they're like, uh, you need to work, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the night, it's not something that it's out of the ordinary from us. We do have a lot of Latinos that even though they have their um, uh, nine to five job, maybe they make tamales in the evening or they sell this or they sell that, make some cakes and sell it out. So we do have that um, strong work ethic. We do work a lot. So that's something that also benefits MLMs and yes, like absolutely. I said and like I mentioned we also like to help one another we like to help each other so the fact that they prey on well you can be sharing this business opportunity with your um, neighbor and you'll be helping their family so that preys a lot on us as 
the kind of people that we are, that we like to help people. And the other thing also, and I can only talk about me as a Mexican, um, Mexico is one of the friendliest countries, <laughs> if not the friendliest country. So it's easy for us to make a friend and uh, start a, co a conversation, and it's not difficult for us to do that. Um, and we have, of course, large families. We have a lot of relatives, a lot of friends, a lot of people to recruit. At the end of the day, yeah. it is how many people do you know? And sadly for us as Latinos, we know a lot of people. We are very friendly. <laughs> we like we like to have big parties. <laughs> oh, boy, do you. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Um, Hey, right now, the FTC has an advance notice of proposed rulemaking that is looking for public comments. And this particular one is about deceptive income claims. And they're doing it not just multi-level marketing, but other things. But we are focusing on multi-level marketing since we are anti-MLM you know, advocates and all of that. So why should mm -hmm. people who are in the Latino community add their comments to the ANPR about these deceptive earning claims? What do you think? Um, personally, I want to point out that, uh, first of all, we, as a Latino immigrant, we leave our countries, families and friends, uh, we're struggling with a new language, and totally new culture. So the struggle is already a lot. It is just so sad that, um, the MLMs will try to take advantage even more to the Latino community. So um, one of those things will be um, we really don't need MLMs taking advantage of our community even more. That's the most important thing because we're already struggling with enough whenever we're leaving our country and, and arriving as immigrants. If And if everything goes well, we are... And we are able to implement like new rules for MLMs. There's a big possibility that um, we are able to avoid people from the U.S. getting scammed, but also potentially avoid people from other countries as well. Since we know that a lot of the countries follow some rules and regulations if they are proven to be successful in the U.S. So if other countries let's say my country in Mexico, if they see that there's a rule that it's working here, the government may apply it in Mexico. And that will help us as well, helping other people in Latin America or many other countries, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So just, you know, if you are in the Latino community, please you know, leave a comment. I did put um, in the chat, MLMchange.org, which is, was made by Michelle Carpenter. Now, Gladys, I don't know mm -hmm. if you were part of the team who then translated things into Spanish or not for Michelle. Were you involved in that? Yes, it was uh, Blanca. <laughs> it was all of us. It was Blanca. It was Karina. Vanessa is, sorry, anti-multinivel, that's her name, Vanessa. And it was also, um, we also have... Um, a video, we not only translated the 24 hour, 24, 24 hours, no, 25 <laughs> page um, legal document 
Um, we also translated the um, slides that Bill Keep did. That was uh, that was so helpful. Remember that Michelle posted that in the English in the English uh, section. We have a Spanish mm -hmm. version in the Spanish section. So whenever you go there, you just go Espanol and you're gonna find the whole legal documents of 25 pages in Spanish. You're gonna find the slides from Bill Keep, which are very helpful. They guide you on the best way. It's more user-friendly than trying to understand a legal document. Because you Absolutely. know. And uh, we also, um, we also partner up and we collab. It was um, all of us. And we also invited Carol, which is a anti-MLM creator from Brazil. And uh, we were, we did a live and we explained everything about the FTC. We explained what they're looking for, what you can comment. Uh, we gave some uh, recommendations on what you can add to your comment and all of that. And this is a live that you can also uh, find in on YouTube. I share with you the links. So if you want, you can share it in the, the description box so chat. that. I'll yeah. put it in the chat. I also put it in the video description. It's in Spanish completely. So we got the workshop that Roberta did, which is great as well. Of course, all the videos regarding the FTC are also great. And we all have that, that Spanish one. So um, I think that if you really want to get an idea of what, what this is about, the FTC is looking for, what do we recommend, whatever, go to that video. It, I don't know, it's like two hours, something like that, two hours plus, but it's completely motivated in Spanish <laughs> and a little bit of Portuguese. Oh, that's fantastic. Fantastic if I can talk to have it in Portuguese as well. That's fantastic. Or even just a part of it. Um, well, let mm -hmm. me ask you this question. Now, gosh, I, I need to stop saying, well, let me ask you. I just, that seems to be like my default go-to. Um, <laughs> what advice would you give someone? And it doesn't matter if they're Latino or not Latino, but someone who has been impacted by multi-level marketing and they want to speak out, but they're so very ashamed of what they have been involved with. What advice would you give to them? And what advice would that be also for them to um, leave a comment for the ANPR? Okay. Um, whenever I get those messages in my DMs that um, they want to speak out, but they were just, they're just afraid. It's, it's a long healing process. It's important for people to know that it's not going to be like an overnight thing. Um, so the first thing is be gentle with yourself. Give yourself some grace. Please don't think that you were dumb you were stupid please don't 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 do that that's just hurtful that's not be gentle give yourself some grace remember that you were a victim and there is nothing wrong with wanting to better yourself to get a better job because at the end of the day that's why we end up in multi-level marketing companies because we want to have a better job we want to provide a a better family. Um, uh, we want to provide something better for our family. 
So there's nothing wrong with wanting to better yourself and providing something better for your family. And the most important thing I think is that after you go through all the healing and all that, remember that one of the things that the MLMs take from you is the power. So the moment that you speak out, you're getting that power back. So recover your power. Share your story if that's what you want to do. Share it. I'm pretty sure that story, even if it was a small story, it's going to help somebody. Because let's be real here, Alanda. That's how the anti-MLM started. Savannah was sharing how she was preyed upon. Monica was sharing how she suffered in her MLM. Two Everybody shared their story and it just happens to resonate with somebody out there on the streets. And that's how this movement is as big as it is right now, because sharing your story makes can inspire somebody out there that you don't even have a clue. Absolutely. And I'd also say if you are, you know, English speaking, but, you know, Spanish and you have relatives who speak Spanish that don't speak English, if they want to leave a comment in Spanish, go for it. Mm Because, you know, they're going to have people going through the comments and everything. Everybody's story Mm -hmm. is important. Every comment is important. And it doesn't matter if you Mm -hmm. leave, you know, one sentence, 10 sentences, five, five pages. Everything is equally important. It's to show an overall trend that this industry is harmful and, you know, to enact some sort of change. I don't think that if this ruling happens, it's going to completely like regulate anything, but it's one small step towards Mm -hmm. helping people not fall victim, in my opinion. Yes, yes, I totally agreed. And I totally believe that um, if you share your comment in Spanish or you share your experience, I know because whenever I have reported um, MLM reps um, doing false claims and all that, I remember um, getting getting the information from the FTC. And also, I think I got the information from Bill as well, that yeah. they do have people in the FTC that they speak Spanish. So they are going to have somebody that listen to your story for sure. They have people in the FTC that no Spanish. So just share your story. And we have the chance now. I mean, it's been 10 years since we've been able to do anything. I mean, and I haven't been doing this for 10 years. So I'd say we just collectively, because there are many people <laughs> like Bill Keep, Robert Fitzpatrick, Doug Brooks, who have gone before us that have blazed the trail for us to come out and share our story, share our truth, and then share other stories and also do deep dives and all the different things people do in the anti-MLM community to be able to get the word out and let people know that there is a place that you can go, you can heal and there is a soft space to land. And I will say healing takes time in the next um, conference that we are going to have, which I don't have all the details yet. It's not all ironed out, but I will be talking about a multi-level marketing healing and kind of like some of the stuff I've gone through, but also overall what I think about what the healing process is. I'm actually kind of working on what am I going to say? Because 
there's a lot I want to say. And then sometimes I think <laughs> I don't know if what I'm saying is going to make sense, but I'm going to do it anyway. Anyway, <laughs> I want to say thank you for being part of the anti-MLM movement and the community and doing your part to help people and be there for them. And I think it's fantastic that people are reaching out to you and you're getting those stories because then we know we're making a difference. Yeah, definitely. Well, it was, it was an honor for me to be here. It's incredible. Thank you so much for the invitation. I was, I was, this is unreal for me. (laughs) Thank you. You are most welcome. We can collab anytime you like. Just reach out to me. I'm happy, happy to do it. I've been doing just live streaming now because I really don't have a place to do all my editing and everything yet since we've moved Mm -hmm. and got custody of kids and all of this. At some Mm -hmm. point, I won't be able to do that again. But I'm actually really enjoying doing live streaming because I find it to be very relaxing. I don't have to go like, oh my gosh, I didn't say that right. I've got to re-record that. Now I've got to edit it, you know, but all goes in with that. I like kind of doing the live dives and stuff. I think that's interesting. And I think it's um, very real when we are just talking very unfiltered and it's, you know, imperfect. I think it's kind of mm-hmm. relatable, you know, that we're just talking. Yeah. A couple of gals talking. Anyway, I want to say <laughs> so very much for your time hang on for a moment after we close out so we can say our personal goodbyes but i want to tell everybody have a wonderful rest of your day and make sure you check out mlmchange.org um, the, the link is in the chat and also be sure to check out gladys and follow her on at least instagram since that's the majority where her content is and if you know anyone who does speak spanish direct them to Gladys's content. And also when you go to mlmchange.org, you can choose the Spanish version so that you can go through it and learn as much as you possibly can before you make a comment, if that is your choice to do that. So thank you. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next time. And remember you're beautiful and I love you. Bye for now.